everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the country. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, and they are the official sponsor of the show. So check them out if you need some updated coverage. So this is the part where I usually jump in and do the whole housekeeping matters, how you can find the show. If you are hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth, you're doing a great job, and I'll leave it at that because I got a cold today, and the less of you hear of me, the better. With that out of the way, our awesome guest today from Wedgwood Pharmacy is Jacqueline Withers. Jacqueline, say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Hello. This is my voice. Which is, Great to hear it. <laughs> thank you, Vinny, which is naturally this nasally, and I don't even have a cold. So. Sorry. Now I feel bad. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my god. I'm like the South Jersey version of the nanny. <laughs> I used That's to do an awesome happened. impression of her. I don't even know if I could do it now, especially with my voice all whacked out, but like <laughs> That's pretty not, good. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> all right. Uh what are you currently binging? It can be home not home auto workers comp. That's not the option. I'm it sorry. Can be home auto workers comp. <laughs> What are you binging? It can be movies, TV, books, or food. Okay. Huge fan of food. So regard, like that's just a thing that okay. I love. Um, and I'm actually kind of new to the whole binging thing. I really didn't watch much TV prior to the pandemic and, and the At lockdown. I, it's so weird. I actually bought our Netflix subscription for my husband a couple of years ago for Christmas because he enjoys movies. And now I am most thankful for it. No doubt. About it. <laughs> wow. No doubt. Um, but right now I have made it just about to the end of Heartland. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that now. Um, it's really hokey. So if you're into hokey, um, it's all about rescuing of horses and rehoming them. And yeah. right, exactly. Rescuing from what? I love it. Um, rescuing from all sorts of confinement issues, abuse, um, they're looking to rehome them. Um, it's really more about like a young girl who brings on um, this horse whisperer expertise that she learned from her mother who was passed on. And now she's passing on her abilities to her adopted niece. And I mean, it goes on. If, if you'd like, we could talk about it for <laughs> the whole time that we have any. I mean, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. passionate about horses. Um, <laughs> It's been no, in my no, my husband is really embarrassed and disappointed in my choices of TV shows, but now this is out for everyone to hear. So sure. I mean, the <laughs> idea is that you're giving people who watch the show like something that maybe they can check out. You know, like yeah, you're into horses. What was it, Heartland? Is what you called it? Heartland. Heartland. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's on Netflix. Yeah, is that is it a Netflix original or does it air on something else? Oh, I mean, you don't know. You don't watch TV, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even know. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Um, but Heartland, it's a Canadian-based So it's program. been on my radar a long time, and I've never given it a chance. But it always reminded me of this show out of Australia called McLeod's Daughters about these two half-sisters who are reunited after their dad dies. And the one sister has lived on the farm her whole life, and um, the other sister moves back from the city um to get to know her sister and to work the farm and there are horses and sheep and goats and llamas and all kinds of and there are two cute brothers who live next door they create all kinds of drama and uh you know not 
art. It's not super well written, but if you like horses and soapy kind of television, it's it's fun. And there's an Australian accent. What's that? And it's an and there's an Australian accent. Oh yeah, they're all I'm Australian. In. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. Yeah, you learn all kinds of fun slang, Australian slang, or I did anyway. Anyway. It's like and those commercials, right? Like what commercials? They're the ones the, like Australian for beer or whatever, you know. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. All right, Vin, what are you binging? I've been going through uh, Penn and Teller's Fool Us on YouTube. Um, that's kind of been my thing lately. I go into YouTube and I find like five, six minute clips of something to watch and then I move on. I don't have a lot of time for binging at the moment. So it's it's just cool to get those like bite-sized things. So the show for anybody unfamiliar, um, Penn and Teller, the magicians, they bring in other magicians and the other magicians have to try to do a trick that Penn and Teller can't figure out how it's done. So it can be fun, you know, like I think magic can be cool sometimes. Um, I sent Kate a clip not that long ago because I watched this magician, Leah Kyle, and she, I mean, it was like sorcery. Like I, it, it went beyond just like, you know, pick a card, any card. She was doing all these like costume changes, which, you know, I, I totally buy into. I get that that's like easily fakeable. People do that on stage all the time. You walk behind a partition, you're wearing one thing. Suddenly you come out, you're wearing something else. But there was a moment in this show where not in front of a partition, not behind a curtain, just standing on the stage, she levitated an outfit to her and it was suddenly on her. Like yeah. she was wearing one thing, she was wearing something else. I'm telling you, I paused this video, I slowed it down, I watched it like 20 times and I cannot figure out how you can go from wearing one thing to something else just in front of the audience, like with nothing covering you up. I was like this, I was totally scared. I was like, this is why we burned witches back in the day. <laughs> I am so jealous. Could you imagine yeah. how much like time in the morning that would cut down if you could just levitate your outfit? Absolutely. Like here, come over here, bam, and it's on. You know? I mean, honestly, I would still waste a lot of time choosing which outfit to levitate into if I'm being okay. sure. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> the actual changing doesn't take as long as figuring out what I'm gonna change into. Hey, one. she had like two outfits on a hanger. She pointed to one and it was just like, bang, came over. Like, I actually had maybe to if you just limited one. it to the two outfits, you would just have to pick between the two. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I couldn't finish it because I was just like, this is preposterous. I can't deal with this. This is impossible. <laughs> I couldn't, I just couldn't deal with it. It was crazy. I mean, anyway. how patient you are, Kate. <laughs> yeah, I am very impatient, but I, I know this about myself. I don't have a lot of patience for stuff. It's good to know yourself, yeah. Yeah. How about um, you? What have you been binging? I'm still working my way through Lost, and I just got to the point where um, the freighter is okay. So I'm deep into season four, which is a short sure. season, yeah. and Michael is back as the deckhand, and he's been undercover, and Ben just like went into like one secret room after another and released the smoke monster in order to like lay waste. Jacqueline, you're nodding like you know what I'm talking about, but. You said you don't watch TV. No, but I'm old. Okay. <laughs> Me too. You so, said you used to uh, watch it in the day. I yeah. watched the original with my mother and sister. Right, exactly. Yes. All right. Yes. Uh -huh. so, that's impressive. That's awesome. Hey, if you've only watched like 10 shows in this lifetime and one of them is lost, then I think you're doing right. So I agree. You cut out all the crap and you just focused on one of the greatest shows that's ever been written so it's quality i agree yeah. it's definitely quality um so i am loving 
I, I finish work, I take a walk, and then I sit myself on the couch and I'll try to blow through as many episodes as I possibly can before I have to go to bed. And uh, I'm loving that time spent. <laughs> and hey, there's horses on that show too. What? There are. You haven't gotten there yet. It's fine. You know, like there's a whole thing with like Richard Albert and, you know, like. Oh, I mean, you know what? I watched it back in the day too, but that was so long ago. I don't even remember it. I'm also pretty sure there was an episode earlier on where they found horses and they were like, what is that? How are there yeah. horses here? And they were all confused. Yeah, Mikhail. Mikhail has a, uh, had a farm, not a farm, a, his station had some wild animals out here. Definitely. A yes, the, the communications. I, I was like, who, who's Mikhail? Yeah, 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 it's all coming back to me. The, the eye patch, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the eye patch, exactly. <laughs> now I'm thinking of going back and rewatching. It's a Don't great show. It's a too. great show. To I bet I catch a lot of what I missed the first time around too. Yes, that's a yes. good idea. Mm. Yeah, that's good stuff. But speaking right. of wild animals, I hear that Wedgwood Pharmacy works on animals and um, science and medicine for them. Tell me all about it. Yes, and I'm wild. So there you go. <laughs> it's an even better transition. I should have done that. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> um, so yes, Wedgwood Pharmacy. That's where I work. The pharmacy is actually located in Southern New Jersey, and we are the largest compounding pharmacy devoted to animal health in the US. So across all 50 states, we are the largest. Um, compounding isn't really a science that a lot of people are familiar with. Um, it is a long established tradition within the pharmacy practice, and it enables practitioners to be able to prescribe and the patients to be able to take medications that are specifically prepared by a pharmacist to meet the patient's individual needs. Compounded medications are created by the pharmacists and the pharmacy technicians um, when mass manufactured drugs are not available or may not be appropriate for that patient. And ultimately, we pride ourselves on specializing in unique dosage forms. Um, we actually make medication into specific dosage forms that help ease the delivering of medication. And we have branded these and they're known as our deliveries. So you get it, we ease the medication, we ease the delivery of medication. Ultimately, so just so I know that I'm following this right, it's kind of like the liquid gel caps that we take that like slowly like, you know, disperse yeah. the medicine or, or whatever. I think that they're supposed to be quicker that way. I can't remember, but well, that kind that of thing. Like, depend on the drug, right, about what the dosage form goes into. But ultimately, to help make that understandable, Vinny, if you will, we put pets medication into all kinds of yummy and simple or really cool options. Like we make flavored chewable tablets that are naturally flavored um, for both cats and dogs. We um, make really small tablets that are called tiny tablets, very novel, I know. But these are nice because they're we can pill them, we can get them right to the back of the cat's throat. We even make transdermal medications that specifically are more geared towards cats where the medication of, is absorbed through the skin. Um, I think most people can relate to how difficult cats can be to dose. Um, if you've ever tried, no, Vinny? You've never I, tried. I was just gonna say, like my, I don't have a cat, but I have a dog and my dog is such a pain when it comes to this stuff. 
we had to give her the last time she had like arthritis in her spine and um they gave us some medication for i guess i don't know if it was the pain or to treat the arthritis or maybe both but they gave us these pills and they were pretty small so we mixed them into her wet food and she loves the wet food and i'm telling you like it was like a needle in a haystack and she found it and so like we came back and we saw the bowl and all the wet food was gone and on the bottom of the bowl was the pill <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. You're like, right. And generally dogs aren't our big issue, especially larger dogs. They're they're willing to take a lot. Um, but that's how cool my job is. Like I get to use my skill set, my education, my background, and apply it to everyday needs that pet owners have with their dogs, cats. Horses. We actually do a, a large amount of medication for horses. Um, specifically, you mentioned your dog being able to pull out the medication from the wet food because that's always the go-to, right? Just add it to peanut butter, wrap it in cheese. Sometimes we can do that because the medication is supposed to be given on an empty stomach, so that's not even an option. Um, but fortunately, a couple of years ago, I was part of the product development team and I was doing some industry research and I'm reading through articles and there was an article labeled finicky felines, which of course to me, I'm like, isn't every feline finicky? I mean, that's just natural, right? right. Um, but they noted that um, the reason that cats are deterred from taking their medication is because they can smell it, mm -hmm. which of course just makes sense because their olfactory system is just so much more impressive than ours. But with that, and all the cool technology and um, access to a research and development team that we have, I pitched the concept of doing a scented tablet. So what we know, right? It's not just the taste, it's actually the scent as well. And we went ahead and launched a catnip scented tablet that we're still offering exactly today. And it's to help with like Pavlov's theory, if you will, if you recall that. Yeah, from yeah. high school days, right? Exactly. So maybe if you shake the pill bottle, the cat will come running mm -hmm. to you as opposed to running from you. So yeah, we, we get to do some really cool stuff and make sure that the animals get the medication that they need. That's amazing. Yeah. I Speaking as a, I have two cats and one of them is <clears throat> really picky and one of them would literally eat garbage if I let him. And he's allergic to everything as well. So he wants to eat all the things that will kill him. And because he's allergic to everything, I have to sneak medicine into his body every single day. And I sneak it in with wet cat food, but it has to be like special wet cat food that he can metabolize because he's allergic to everything. It's terrible. Um, and the stress of the stress of where we were before we figured out what the right medication was, how to get it into his body, what the process would be. It was just a nightmare, absolute nightmare. Sure. So I am grateful every single day to companies like Wedgwood who have made this, I mean, his quality of life is just so much better than it was. And he's such a nice, I mean, his name is Razor. He's often not nice, but you know, for the most part, he's a good boy. He's a good boy when he's not around other people. Oh, but he's your boy. He he's my your boy. boy. <laughs> and I'm so thankful that you shared that story with me because that's, that's what this is all about, right? Is making sure that we get them that treatment and that the therapies aren't interrupted. I mean, it's not just about making the medication yummy. 
there's actually a really large disruption in veterinary manufactured medications right now, where a lot of medications, life-saving medications, are on back order from the manufacturer. And the only option is to, to offer a compounded medication. So we also help to make sure that patient therapy isn't interrupted when a commercial product might go on back order. Sure, sure. Um, so, I mean, every day, I get to like work towards my passion, which is just so cool and probably sounds very corny, but it really is the, the truth. I knew pretty early on um, in high school, actually, that I wanted my career to focus on animal well-being. So, um, and the fact that I am still doing that to this day um, is really a true testament to the pharmacy as well. That's so cool because I know a lot of people start there and immediately think, well, that means I have to be a vet. And vet, you know, becoming a vet is, they say it's harder than becoming a doctor because, you know, got you, there's just extra school for all the different kinds of animals. Yeah, I was um, going to say, I guess if you want to be a human doctor, there's really only one human body, like, oh, two, <laughs> I mean, I guess, but like um, with animals, I mean, there's hundreds, I guess, yeah. maybe thousands of animals and different, I mean, all even just species. focusing on the kinds of things that people typically have as pets, you know, there's still a lot. Exactly. Exactly. That's really cool that you were able to follow that dream and and make it happen in a way that didn't. I mean, I don't know how much schooling you did, but, you know, it's nice that there are other options other than being a vet, you know. Absolutely. So um, I I have um, a bachelor's in animal science. And then right after graduation, I went into research and was an associate scientist in drug discovery. So my background is pretty clinical. Um, however, quickly, I'd say about two years into it, I was looking to shorten my commute. I was commuting almost two hours one way. And um, I'm, this is going to sound really bizarre. I'm actually highly allergic to all animals. Um, <laughs> and I know when I told my parents I was going to school for animal science, they were like, we don't think so. <laughs> yeah exactly so i was looking for something to um where i could still help and practice in veterinary medicine if you will or the animal health industry um but not have to be as hands-on and wedgwood at the time was looking for someone with equine experience and though my degree is specific to small animal um, I, of course, took enough large animal courses and had two horses of my own at the time that I felt like I could, you know, make make the job happen, if you will. So um, that's kind of how it came about. I actually started, oh my goodness, I remember how I told you I was old. <laughs> I actually started with Wedgwood 17 years ago. Oh uh, right. So if you do the math, I started when I was 13. Yep. Um, and at that time, I was in the call center where I was supporting practitioners and pet owners and really um, talking more to individual practitioners about individual patient needs and solutions at that time. Um, and so as the company has grown, so have I within the company. 17 years later, I've recently transitioned in the last month into a more strategic role and um, and part of the corporate management team and and one of the key account managers now with the pharmacy. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. 
And uh, you're not the only one. Vinny will tell you that my mantra on this show is I'm old. I can't, you know, I'm old. <laughs> I used to think of myself as pretty young and then COVID happened. And I think I've aged like 10 years in the last year and a half. So that's it's, a good point. That's all good. That's a good yeah. point. That could be true for most, like, yeah, most people, Vinny. <laughs> I think you might be right. Thank God. I think that's a lot of us realized how old we were when we couldn't go to the hairdresser for our touch-ups. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling that. There were a lot of things where I was like, I, I can't believe that I need this and I right. have this and yeah, for sure. Yeah. Agreed. All right, I think we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, we're gonna play a game. Cool. Sounds like fun. And we're back and it is now time to play a game called Awful or Awesome, which today is brought to you by One Team Financial. I'm going to name three things and we all have to decide quickly if they're awful or awesome and be prepared to defend your answers. Ready? Ready. First up, Irish twins. And I'm gonna go I with awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, you guys are both awesome. Okay. Yeah. We know Why? that deep down, we're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are awesome. Obviously you both are objectively awesome. But in terms of the question of Irish twins, why why are Irish twins awesome? As somebody who has a kid, um, you know, like it, that that diaper stage and everything. Once you're out of that, once you're out of the stage where they're waking you up at like two, three o'clock in the morning, you don't want to go back ever. Yeah, that's true. And so, like, if you're gonna have more than one, it should be kind of like right in a row, so that you never exit that like diapers and waking you up in the middle of the night stage until you're ready to exit that and then once you're out you're out okay that's yeah. a good argument that's yeah. a good argument okay Jacqueline why yeah so I don't have children I am the world's best auntie though in case if anybody was wondering however I am the oldest of four siblings and we are all 16 months apart so because we are all so close in age we are thick as thieves. I have built-in best friends. We take a siblings vacation every year. As a matter of fact, in August, we'll all go visit my sister. She was just here last week where we did all sorts of South Jersey day trips for my niece and nephew to introduce them to their New Jersey side. <laughs> so um, I, I really think the built-in best friends part helps with that argument for sure. That's awesome. I don't have kids either. Um, and I also am the world's best auntie. Um, but I would think we had, we used to have a, a colleague who had twins, like straight up twins. And I used to say, you know, that must've been so hard, you know, when they were little and she was like, well, we never knew anything different. And with Irish twins, you have the one it's hard. And then you add another one. I just feel like it would be harder. Like the, that process of adjusting, having like a 10 month old kid and have and adding a newborn to that, or even a 16 month old kid and adding a newborn. I just feel like that would be hard. I don't know. But I guess yeah. I, I'm going to go ahead and say awesome because I can't say babies are awful because I like babies. It sounds like the hardest thing imaginable. And I think that's the idea is that you're kind of loading it all in at once so that it's over. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like the, the hardest thing imaginable. Um, OK, anyway, next up, the rodeo. I think awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I've never been. I don't know. You know? Yeah. My daughter is really into horses, um, but she's kind of, she's four. So she's at this stage where, you know, she'd love to see them, you know, but she likes to kind of keep her distance. It took us like, we had this, um, I don't even know what you would call it. It was like a, a farmer's market kind of thing that came to our town once a week, all summer long last summer. 
And it took us all summer to get her on the horse. Like the horse would come every week and she'd go look and they'd always be like, oh, do you want to ride her? And she'd be like, uh, <laughs> you know? but you know, she, I'm sure we'll get there. Like, you, know. you will, you will. Vinny, if it makes you feel any better, I've been asking for my own horse since I was six years old. I'm pretty sure my parents were convinced I would grow out of it. And I finally had to buy my own horse at the age of 23. I bought my own first horse. So it is a little girl thing. We are obsessed with horses. Yeah, um, yeah no doubt. But uh, <laughs> you. Um, again, growing up in South Jersey, um, we actually have Cowtown Rodeo. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, no, it's the longest running professional rodeo in the country. Wow, here in New yeah. Jersey? In, wow. Yes, in New Jersey, in Woodstown, New Jersey. It runs um, Memorial Day to Labor Day every Saturday um, evening. And we went regularly as children, I'm the barrel racing. Wait, so when you say the longest running, you mean like not the longest, like it's been going since the 1700s. You mean the longest running, like nobody else does one that's that long, like a few months in length. Nope, sorry, back it up. I mean like the longest running, like back in the 1700s. Oh, okay. Wow. Not that I know wow. that it started in the 1700s. I can't speak to that, but it is the longest running professional rodeo. Um, hence, my, my father retired as a captain from the New Jersey State Police. And directly across the street from the rodeo <laughs> is the state police barracks. So, um, you know, we would often go. Uh, <laughs> it just made sense um, that we would go to the rodeo pretty regularly. And um, they still didn't buy me a horse. Can you believe yeah. that? That's unfair. That's just just wretched is what that right. is. It's like torture. It was it's torture. not just a horse, though. You got to buy, like, the barn and the, I mean, the stable and, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, you have to board. If you're not going to buy all of that and keep it in your yard, you have to board the horse and boarding costs money. And I know I took lessons for a long time when I was in like eighth, ninth and 10th grade. And I loved it. Like I legit loved it. Um, and I, I had to quit right when I was sort of starting to get good at um, dressage and jumping and stuff because I was getting to be like a, deep into the teenage years. And I my parents were like, you're making your own money. You have a part time job now we're not paying for this anymore. You need to like either stop buying frivolous things and start paying for the horse lessons or stop doing horseback riding. So yeah, I'm kind of bummed. I'm still bummed about it. I'm still bummed you picked the frivolous things? I did, I picked the frivolous <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I did, I'm not proud of it, but I did. <laughs> oh my gosh, all right. Uh, last up, aliens. And uh, this was a last minute add-on because Vinny and I had a long conversation yesterday about, about it. Vinny, do you wanna? Yeah, I, I wanna story? set this up. So we were talking <laughs> about like aliens in general and Kate told me that recently the US government came out and confirmed there are aliens and we've been tracking them <laughs> for like 50 years. And I was like, you know, it's funny. Like I had kind of heard that there was stuff about UFOs in the news and everything, but I, I just kind of assumed like the answer to that was, we don't really know, like whatever, we don't care. Um, so I didn't really pay much attention to it, but that was huge. That was a bombshell that she dropped on me. Like aliens are real, they have been here. So I went and I looked it up and they were like, well, it was exactly what I thought. It was like, you know, we, here is the report, you know, like what we've found is that for the last 50 years, there's some stuff that's been in the air and we don't really know what it was, but we didn't really care to figure it out either. And Kate writes back to me, like doesn't miss a beat. She's like, 
to me, that means there's aliens. <laughs> you know, I like, okay. But I mean, they're basically saying we cannot explain it. The technology is years and years and years beyond ours. What else? Could I don't think it... that's what they said. <laughs> yes, that's what they said. 100%. Okay. Anyway, so aliens, awful or awesome? I think awful because if they do exist, we, we stand no chance. Like we are the Aztec people and the aliens are Cortez. And our, as soon as they arrive, we will be ants under their boots, I think. You're waving the white flag as soon as they show up? <laughs> waving the white flag. <laughs> it's taking a very Independence Day, like, you know, approach to this. I think my thing is, it, Kate, if you are right, if these things that we have seen in the air that we can't explain are UFOs for the last 50 years or so, then that means that the aliens have been here and they have decided not to eradicate us for the yes. last 50 years. As a matter of fact, they have decided to try to like not be noticed by us at all. It's sort of like when your neighbor is out like watering their garden and you need to take the garbage out and you just kind of like inch your way <laughs> to the garbage can, put the thing in and try not to be like noticed or seen going back because you don't want anything to do with them. That's just the aliens in us right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So I, um, appreciate both. Um, I, as a scientist, I think I would have to go with awesome. Um, cause I, you know, do believe that there probably is some additional life forms that we are not familiar with and that there is probably something a little bit smarter than us. So I am intrigued by what the science is behind it. Um, so I'd have to go with, with awesome. Um, but Kate, if I'm wrong, I'm going to be right there with you with my white flag. <laughs> I wish I could tell you that I'll protect you, but I will not. I won't be able to do anything. I mean, if they're aliens. Okay, noted. Aliens. I mean, there's there's like 8 billion of us. How many of them are going to come? You know, like we could overtake them, I think. Like, what are you? Billion people on the planet. It'd be good for us because we'd all unite together. We'd be like, you know what? Well, I we'd think that's going to forces against them. <laughs> I think it's going to be like herding cats, Vinny. Like you'd have to get everybody to be like focused on the same game plan, and that's. Don't you challenge. think we would be that? No, like let's just say if aliens were to come like tomorrow, and like Kate says, they arm the weapons and they they blow up like some city. You don't think like all of us would be like, all right, time to put our differences aside. <laughs> Even if just for this, like, one little thing, like, you know, we can go back to being at war tomorrow. But, like. Oh, my God. You're, you're, you're no. suddenly you're Will Smith from Independence Day. Right. Uh, I, don't re I don't remember him, like, pledging the 8 billion people joining together. No. Their, their idea was a computer virus. And I'd like to believe that all the ransomware spammer guys out there could maybe contribute in that way. That was how they took them down in Independence Day. They gave it a computer virus and, like, took oh, out yeah. their technology. We've got a lot of people on the planet that specialize in that. And you know, they've been like, they're evil, evil people, but maybe it'll be their day. <laughs> maybe it'll be their day. All right. It's your shot for redemption. I, I think it's awesome. I'd like to believe that they're out there, you know, like I, in the movie Contact, they said, if not, it's a terrible waste of space. So, mm. you know, it's, it's, there's gotta be stuff out there. Do I think things have been here? No. 
Really? So what do you think the unidentified flying objects are that we don't understand the technology of? What do you think that is? Junk in the air. No, <laughs> it can't be junk Weather in the air. Weather phenomenon. No. Russian, like, you know, probes. Like, I think it's just, you know, I think the thing is, according to the report, we didn't take it seriously until 2019. So like, prior to that, you're just dealing with people who saw something and didn't know what it was and just reported it as maybe being like an unidentified object. Do you have any idea how many times I've gone outside and saw something in the air and had no idea what it was? Like, but you're all my you. life. <laughs> the government maybe didn't take it seriously. I think scientists probably did. And so I just don't buy it. But if scientists took it seriously and scientists saw it, then like we'd know for sure because they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, here's the evidence. Here's the data that we don't understand. <sighs> I, I don't know. I, just, I don't think they've been here. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Off of your own, like, you know, theory on this. Like, if they had been here, we'd be gone, right? Yeah, that's true. They, I think yeah. that you're right. They, they just have chosen to uh, bypass our crummy neighborhood for now. Yeah, they're just walking their way to the garbage can slowly <laughs> and not be seen by us. That's fair. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> And that's the game, which today was brought to us by One Team Financial. Jacqueline, is there anything coming up you'd want to promote? Yes, I just um, thought I would share. I, I know I mentioned being old um, and being <laughs> with the company for 17 years. Um, just I like how that's what you're choosing to promote. <laughs> I am old, and I want everyone to know. I want everyone to know that getting old is fine. It's, it's <laughs> Part of life, okay. Than you know, the aliens get old though, so that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting <laughs> to see. Um, yeah. But recently, when I um, was cleaning out my desk with COVID and the work from home transition, I found my original employee handbook, and handwritten was the number 33. So we started with just a handful of employees. We're now up to 700 people with over four locations across the country. We are actively hiring in all of the locations. Again, the, the pharmacy is located in Southern New Jersey across all um, parts of the pharmacy. So for those who are interested, they can visit wedgewoodpetrx.com and find out additional information. So you were employee 33 and now there's 700? Correct. That is I incredible. Look like it, right? No, you do not. You look fantastic. Thank you. Oh my God, that's really impressive. Wow. We are. We're. We're. We have. Like I said, we we started with one pharmacy. We now have four locations, and we're quite proud of what we have to offer for sure. Yeah. Amazing. It really is. I love Wedgwood. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. Do I. So, how can people get in touch with you if they need to? Sure. So if they're just looking for basic information about the pharmacy, the website wedgwoodpetrx.com is available. Um, again, my name is Jacqueline Withers. So if you need to reach out to me directly, my email is jwithers at wedgwoodpharmacy.com. And I'm happy to answer any questions that someone might have. Awesome. All right. I think that that's our show. Yep. Yeah. Well, well thank you so much for your time and for having us. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you to our listeners, especially the subscribers. We so appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comps. Check them out. 
And finally, thanks to Jacqueline Withers of Wedgwood Pharmacy for joining us today. It was an absolute treat. Thank you. I greatly appreciated the opportunity. It was a lot of fun. And now I have some additional questions to ask at my next family function. <laughs> I cannot wait to I can't wait to hear how that turns out. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna let you know. I can't I can't wait for the alien discussion, no doubt. So I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh my god, love it. All right. See you next time. Bye.